0: Dust off that bottle of wine from the back of the cupboard. Push the boat out with some nibbles. Buckle up, strap yourselves in and hold on to the seat of your knickers. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but oh, so right.
1: Welcome to episode 19 of the extortionate price of a fish pie. And we are sounding different because we're recording over the internet as we are still in that endless time slip of the lockdown. And unfortunately, we've got some really sad news for you. So gird your loins. This is the penultimate episode in our season one of the podcast. But don't worry, you won't have to wait too long for season two. And we have some exciting plans afoot.
0: We want you to imagine that we are all on a huge bouncy castle bear with me here we go it is a massive bouncy castle i'm talking about one that's got different rooms we can all bounce to our heart's content we will have to remember
1: to wear that sports bra though kath well you've got to keep everything strapped in haven't you
0: so after all that bouncing what sort of refreshments are we looking at
1: glass of water
0: You're pushing the boat out today.
1: Yep, no expense spared. What are you going to eat? A cucumber.
0: I think I would need a coffee to steady my nerves after I've been bouncing around. And then something hearty,
1: a muffin. You don't drink coffee. Why have you even suggested coffee? I've never seen you drink a cup of coffee in my life. There's always a first though, isn't there? Thank you for your lovely company for our episode 19. We're still going on the extortionate price of a fish pie. In our podcast, we love to celebrate life's whoopsie daisies, laugh together at the mistakes we make on a daily, hourly, minute-to-minute basis and work out how to survive this thing called life.
0: So, Kath, I need to ask the burning question, how
1: has your week been? This week, I have had some communication from my husband who is working in the Falklands for three months and he sent me frankly some very disturbing photographs Amy I'm not gonna lie oh how did they make you feel scared for his life (laughs) oh no he's being followed around by two vultures wherever he goes vultures I didn't even know they had vultures on the Falklands, but yes. And they are currently stalking my husband.
0: So what do you mean? Whenever he goes out of the house?
1: Yep, wherever he goes. If he goes for a walk, they're not far behind. I think they know something that the rest of us don't. They're just waiting for the inevitable.
0: This would really frighten me. If I had vultures following me round, I
1: would feel like death might be imminent. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's clear that any minute now he's going to keel over. I did come for him and said, you know, it's lucky that I'm not out there with you because... I would tame them and keep them as pets. Now that is a true story. And have you even thought about names
0: already? Because usually you do.
1: Yeah, yeah. Fred and George after the Weasley twins in Harry Potter. I think they
0: should have something more dramatic. Fred and George doesn't quite work.
1: Well, they're probably quite friendly
0: once they've pecked all the flesh from your bones. They probably chill out quite a bit. It makes me think about a walk I had yesterday. I went to the very beautiful 4th Leven. it was the evening, nobody was around and my husband and I went for a walk right to where the pier bit is, not to the end of the pier because it's too dangerous and back again. And there was a cat that followed us the whole way, all the way down And then all the way back again, every time I turned around, the cat was there. It was a very cute, friendly cat, but I was just thinking, what are you doing? Why
1: are you following us? Was it a tabby, like a big, fluffy tabby cat? Yes. Yeah. He lives down at the harbour in one of the houses. He goes to the shops and he sits in the ice cream van. He's lush. I bet he gets loads of attention. Of course he does. I mean, he's so
0: handsome. He's a Maine Coon, actually. I'm sure you'd like to know how my week has gone. And I'm hoping... And I'm hoping that you have some sympathy for me. I went to cook for my family some good, wholesome food. And I was thinking, what can I make? Bit of fish needed, I think. Let's use some pasta, tuna pasta bake. Perfect. Got all the pasta ready and cooking. Looked in my cupboard. We had no tuna. You're just a failure as a person,
1: really, aren't you? I know. Who goes to make tuna pasta bake with no tuna? Well, you just make a veggie pasta bake then. I'm sure your family would have got over it. I had to adapt it. It didn't go well. Some people plan their meals and check that they've actually got the ingredients. You, my love, are not among them. Before we go any further, it is February and we are
0: whipping through this month rather quickly. But I was wondering what are the sorts of things that we
1: have to look forward to in February? Valentine's Day. Oh, yay. Are you not feeling it? No, Amy, I'm not. Uh, my husband left me a gift that was supposed to be for Valentine's Day as well, which, frankly, is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Don't tell me you've opened it already. It's a cushion with a stupid face on it. Now I know how you felt when I did that to you. It's really, really disappointing It's slightly sinister And it also kind of makes you feel a little bit sick
0: Yeah, it does It's disturbing Because what are you meant to do? So you've got a picture of him looking right back at you He's away for three months What have you done with the cushion? Have you put it somewhere
1: special? No, it's just on the side in the front room But the problem is Every time I walk past the front room I think there's someone in there And I scream Because I think we're being invaded by someone But it's just my stupid-faced husband (laughs) You're not feeling Valentine's Day at all I can't and Valentine's Day Fair enough Saying that you know if Paul was here and he tried to get out of it by saying it's just commercialised rubbish I'd get in a mood with him until he bought me something Your poor husband
0: he's not got a chance has he? He's never had it so good <laughs> What oh.
1: are you looking forward to in February?
0: Pancake Day of course Can't wait That's on the 16th isn't it? It's not very long away That's far more important than Valentine's Day
1: 100% but then you can have pancakes anytime. Yeah
0: that Pancake Day there's something special about it because you feel like you can make love loads and it doesn't matter, just eat them. Eat loads of pancakes. They're already selling milk and eggs in the shop.
1: Is there something wrong with you? Do you think they just sell milk and eggs when it's coming up to pancake day? No. I'm really concerned about you, babe. I was a <laughs> kind of big joke. Oh <laughs> But the thing is, this is sad because I actually thought you were serious because this is usually the thing that you would come out with.
0: It's true. Uh, What would be your ideal topping on a pancake? If you had to introduce somebody to a pancake who's never had one before, what would you tell them was the best topping?
1: Obviously, you've got to go for the traditional lemon juice and sugar, but I would also probably introduce them to maple syrup and fake bacon bits on it. I mean, that is...
0: I've never had that, never tried that before.
1: You haven't lived, girl. You've got to try it. You will not regret it, I tell you. I'm going to give that a
0: go. And I'll tell you one other thing that we've got to look forward to for February is by the end of this month, sunset time will be 5.59pm. We're going to have so
1: much more light. I was down the yard actually yesterday at five o'clock and it was still light. It made my heart want to sing.
0: It's so much better when it gets lighter in the evenings because you feel like you've just got more daytime, don't you?
1: We've got so many more daytime hours to spend in our houses I mean hurrah
0: (laughs) (laughs) on that note it is time for a confession and you would wonder what could possibly go wrong during a time when we are locked in our houses not allowed out apart from for a walk or your daily exercise what could go wrong well for us There's still plenty, isn't there, Kath?
1: I was going to say, babe, you clearly haven't been internet shopping because that's gone awfully wrong for me an awful lot of times.
0: You can't leave it there. You're going to have to tell us what's happening. No,
1: because just I buy ridiculous things at three o'clock in the morning. Ridiculous things like earrings I'm never going to wear. And not just one pair of earrings I'm never going to wear. Fifty pairs of earrings because they're cheap. Or pendants that are absolutely repulsive. But at three o'clock in the morning, they look the business.
0: It is exciting though, isn't it? When packages that you can't remember what you've ordered drop through your door and it feels like Christmas every day.
1: Yeah, I love that. That is the only good thing about it, to be fair.
0: We have digressed though. It is that time in the podcast for a confession. Every single episode, we love to bring you something that we've done wrong, something we've messed up. And this time... It's
1: my turn. Look, sharing is caring.
0: Before we fess up, we need a fanfare because Kath loves a fanfare, don't you?
1: If a fanfare's wrong, I don't want to be right. (laughs) Before I
0: reveal my confession, I've got a really important question I need to ask you, Kath.
1: I don't feel like I like the sound of this, but go on.
0: Can you remember your childhood phone number?
1: Yes, every single digit. Come on, and out with it. Zero one three four 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 eight five o two o. That's genuinely my phone number from my entire childhood. And I can remember mine as well, so clearly.
0: This is my confession, and I'm hoping that other people can understand. I had to open an account yesterday, a very, very important account. And I had to put the whole username in and then choose a password and do it really carefully, you know, uppercase, lowercase letters. And I thought, yeah, I'll remember that. I've picked a really good one. It's gone already. I can't access this really important account. If I'd been able to put my childhood phone number in, (laughs) I'm locked out. That's really funny.
1: That is middle age. I'm sorry.
0: But yeah, we can remember our childhood phone number. What is that all about?
1: I can even remember like my first ever registration plate from my first car and from my second car. It's ridiculous, but I don't know what I did yesterday.
0: Now you have made me feel so much better.
1: Oh, my darling, you'd be surprised how many people will be listening to this and going, I thought I was the only one.
0: Before we go any further, I think we need to let people know what you were up to, Kath yesterday because it's not normal
1: what do you mean i have discovered the joys of the pressure washer mate My life is complete. Why have I not been in the shed and found it before?
0: So your husband goes away for three months. I call you up yesterday and all I can hear is the sound of rushing water, quite violent rushing water. And
1: you say, can't speak at the moment, I'm busy. It is so satisfying, genuinely satisfying. I have power washed everything to within an inch of its life. Mattresses, pillows, the birdcage, accidentally my <laughs> which really hurt the pavement the chairs and table that we've got outside the walls the list is endless my friend
0: you've literally power washed everything have you power washed children
1: not yet they keep moving too fast but I was thinking that after covid when people come round, I will insist that they come round the back instead of the front and I'll be waiting there with said pressure washer and they're going to get it
0: You are lethal. You can't be trusted with anything.
1: If I could bring it in the house and do the house from top to bottom with it, do you think I wouldn't have done it by now? A hundred percent. I have no doubt in
0: my mind. Kath and Amy, they're a little bit wrong, but... oh so right now it is that time in the podcast for our favorite news story of the week every single episode we love to bring you a story that's made us smile and it could be from anywhere anywhere around the world it's your turn kath come on what is the news story that you've picked this week
1: well this is an absolute Beauty. I wish things like this happened to you and I, but it never seems to. So a Californian scientist, Mr Bowers, don't you know, was on a research trip in Brazil observing rocks, minerals and fossils when he opened up a volcanic rock only to find inside an uncanny resemblance to the cookie monster. No way. From the outside, the rock looked pretty ordinary. It's a plain brown, shaped like an egg thing. On the inside, it's cream blue and looks literally just just like the Cookie Monster, on the plus side of this, it turned out there is a market for people who want to buy a Sesame Street themed rock. Mr Bowers has so far received offers of over $10,000 for the rock already. That's crazy. Why doesn't anything like this ever happen to us? Why,
0: Amy? I know, I want to find a rock that looks like the cookie monster. So do I. If someone wants to offer me £10,000, I'm willing to find a rock that looks like anything.
1: I'd just be excited to find a rock, to be honest with you, that looks halfway decent so that I could just display it in my house.
0: I have been thinking this week about how things get named. Who came up with the names for things? Like, who came up with the word curtains?
1: Amy, this is too much for my brain. Just get to the point of what you're saying. Because if you're going to ask me, it's actually going to make my brain melt. Because I don't know.
0: This is what I've been thinking about. If the person who named walkie-talkies named everything, you would have absolutely brilliant names. For example, this is what I've thought of so far. Stamps. They'd be called licky-stickies. You've got (laughs) bumblebees. Fuzzy Buzzy and Socks feety heety.
1: What about Hoover Pushy Sucky
0: <laughs> That
1: one's so good
0: <laughs> You've knocked yourself out with that one Sometimes I amaze myself So I'm thinking that we can get rid of names of things that are bog standard and a bit boring Let's start calling our Forks Stabby Grabby or our Hoover What was it you came up with? Pushy Sucky <laughs> Absolutely genius, Kath. You've knocked it out of the ballpark again. I'm sorry. I smashed it out of the water. You know what it's time for now, don't you? It's our word for the week challenge.
1: What's it all about, Kath? Every week we give you a word. We like to think we're propping up old English words from bygone days by doing this feature. Because we'll give you a word. It's quite obscure and we expect you may demand that you slip it seamlessly into conversation. Move along with your life. Don't draw attention to it. Give yourself an internal high five and maybe a salute. You could salute yourself as well if you want to. It's entirely up to you.
0: Before we reveal said word, we of course need a drum roll. Okay, so our word for this week that we want you to slip seamlessly into conversation is quokkawadja.
1: Quokkawadja. Wodger.
0: What does that mean, Ames? It's a 19th century word and it's a puppet-like individual whose strings of action are pulled by someone else. Wow,
1: a quokka
0: I know it's difficult at the moment because we're not able to go out and about, but you could be watching the television with your family and you could say, that's a right quokka there.
1: Well, if it's appropriate, you know, if it actually does fit what you're watching. I mean, if you're watching like The Simpsons or something, I don't know if it would necessarily fit in with that. But I see your point. I get where you're going and I respect you for it.
0: Can you believe it? It is almost time for us to say goodbye, but we're going to squeeze in your survival guide tip, Kath, because do you know what? You come up with little nuggets of beauty. So what is your survival guide tip for all of us?
1: Well, as you know, I like a bottle of wine. You notice I didn't say glass, I said bottle. Because what's the point of just having a glass of wine? If you've gone to all the trouble of opening the bottle, then just drink the bottle.
0: So it involves wine, I'm guessing.
1: (laughs) Yes. So listen to this one. This is set in the bar to heights I didn't even know existed. I'm giddy. Freeze grapes to chill your wine because it doesn't water it down.
0: Oh, and it adds to the flavour. I'm liking this.
1: You should just eat the grapes at the end. You haven't got water in your wine because who wants water in their wine? That defeats the object of wine. And it's one of your five a day. One of your five a day. Thank you. Do you know
0: what? It's a gift that keeps on giving. You're always giving with these
1: survival guide tips, Cam. I'm providing for the people of this nation who are struggling at the moment. And I like to think I'm doing a pretty good job. And on that note, it is time
0: for us to say goodbye. Thank you for joining us for episode 19 of The Extortionate Price of a Fish Pie. This is the penultimate episode of season one. I can't believe we're at this point already. Together, we embrace life's mishaps, celebrate all the challenges we face, and most importantly, laugh as we all attempt to navigate life. Say goodbye, Amy. Toodle pip. Say goodbye, Kath.
1: Cheers and gone.